Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale, and I thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're looking at 1 Peter chapter 4 of late, and we saw in our last episode that the Lord has granted to each and every believer a special gift. Remember that? A special gift. And it's the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit brings forth the giftedness of the Lord God. And there's several places in Scripture where you see various lists of this delineated. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4 gives us some insight. Though that's not necessarily a list in the way that a lot of people want it to, uh, to treat it. And then here in 1 Peter 4. And uh, the bottom line is this, that the Spirit moves within us and has gifted us uh, supernaturally, for lack of a better term, with the power of God to do things within the body, to employ the giftedness of the Lord, to serve one another, as as it says in the 10th verse, 1 Peter 4, as good stewards of the manifold, the multi-leveled grace of God. And so in being a steward of the Most High God, we do that by serving one another through the gifts of the Spirit that He's given us. A lot of times people will say, oh, well, each believer has at least one gift of the Spirit, and they re- you know, refer to this verse here. And uh, yeah, I know what they mean by that, and that's okay. But what happens is they wind up saying, well, everybody has one, maybe two or three, but that's it. Nobody has all the gifts of the Spirit. And nowhere in the Scripture does it say that. Okay, nowhere does it say that. As a matter of fact, when you look at Paul, it looks like Paul uh, functioned within all the gifts of the Spirit. I could take you to places where it looks like, well, there's here's this gift of faith, here's the gift of tongues, here's, you know, that type of thing. But I think we missed the issue there. What we really need to understand is that we have the Holy Spirit. And in the other portions of the Scripture that refer to it, we see that the Spirit gives these gifts as He desires. And so our attitude should be that we want to live in a way that the Spirit is free to do whatever He wants to. Not where we sit there and say, well, sorry, Spirit, I know that you want me to pray for this person to be healed, but I do not feel that I have the gift of healing, so therefore I'm not going to do that. What foolishness. No, we don't do that at all. We, we pray for somebody needs healing, for example, and if the Lord wants to move that way, if he wants to uh, use his Holy Spirit, if he wants to release that gift within us, well, then wonderful. That's great. That's perfect. That's exactly what we're desiring, okay? But all too often, uh, we find that we are the ones that limit things by saying, oh, I only have this one or two gifts. No, let's just say that we have the Spirit And then the Spirit does what He wants to. And then we saw uh, in verse 11 that Peter was saying, Whoever speaks, speak the utterances of God. Whoever serves, serves serve with the strength which God supplies. Okay? The strength which God supplies. Not the strength of man, but the strength which the Lord supplies. And then Peter closed these verses with a, a doxology declaration. And he gives a reason why. So that in all things, that's the reason we speak this way and serve this way. So that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. But Peter continues on. Verse 12, he says this, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you. Okay, they were undergoing some things. Something was happening. It may have been internal within them. That often happens. We see that within the body. It may have been external upon them. More than likely, that's what's happening. But he says, don't be surprised 
at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. And he, remember, he had already covered the sufferings that the Lord Jesus Christ had gone through and how we would endure suffering. So he's telling them now, hey, don't be surprised by this. And that this has come for your testing. Hmm, well, we don't like that, huh? But remember, the Lord told us that there would be times of tribulation and testing and affliction and persecution. And he says, don't, don't be surprised at this as though some strange thing were happening to you. Verse 13. But... To the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ. There he picks up that, that idea of the suffering of Christ, which he's been speaking of the last couple of chapters. To, to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing. So that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exultation. So he's bringing them home to the idea again. Don't be surprised when you have these fiery ordeals. Don't be surprised when these things come against you. Don't be surprised when you share in the sufferings of Christ. I'm not talking about the sufferings we bring on ourselves, okay, okay, because of sin. But the sufferings that we share with Christ because of what he did, because of who we are in him, you keep on rejoicing. Why? So that at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exultation. <laughs> There's something here that when the Lord comes again, that's the revelation of his glory, that when he comes again, that we may rejoice with exultation, exalting him and Father. There is something that's going to occur. We rejoice right now. Okay, we do that. But when he comes again, if we are faithful, we're going to rejoice in a way that we can't even imagine. Well, anyway, go back and read these passages right here. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 4. These are uh, specifically verses 12 and 13. Don't be surprised. If you're suffering for Christ, keep on rejoicing. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.